So this prayer says that whatever condition of life one is in, when one remembers the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, then one becomes purified inwardly and outwardly. And in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Manmana Bhavamat Bhakto. Just think of me, remember me. And in any situation, the Srimad Bhagavatam says, Apanasamsrutim Goranyan Nama Vibhashogranan Tatasadyo Vimucheta Yad Bibheti Swayambayam. To not only remember but also take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one should always remember his name and call out his name. Hare Krishna. Because, as the verse says, there's no difference at all between Krishna and his name. So, the prescription given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all our acharyas down through Srila Prabhupada is to continue the chanting of Hare Krishna, the Mahamantra, without stoppage. It means every day to continue chanting one's prescribed number of rounds at least. And today, You'll be taking vows, Bhakti Niket, to that manner. And also, today, Chakadola Prabhu will be taking his vows for three times a day, reciting the Vaishnava mantras and headed by a, a Vedic mantra, which is also passed down to us. And he'll receive those in a private ceremony where I will speak them into his right ear the same way Prabhupada did for us. And now, We'll chant together the Sri Brahma Sanghita, as it is the. Uh, it gives pleasure to Srila Prabhupada in 1975 at a initiation ceremony in Chicago. Several devotees got together and chanted the newly transliterated Sri Brahma Sanghita for the Yajna, and Prabhupada afterwards said he liked it very much and wished that we would do it at every Yajna. I offer thousands of obeisances to the lotus feet of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who presides over this ceremony today, by whose mercy we are here at uh, Sri Govardhan Hill. Namashreshtam manamapi shachi putramatrasarupam, shirupam tasya grajam uruparim matarim goshtarvatim, radha kundam giribanamaho radhika madhavasham, is by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada that he has revealed to us uh, Sri Govardhan Hill, the pastimes of Krishna, his Leela, the divine name, the mantras, everything he made available to the whole world. So in 1,000 kalpa cycles, which is 311, trillion times a thousand. There's no way to repay the debt to His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And we beg for His mercy today that He may empower the initiates and everybody who's attended this ceremony. Hare Krishna. I offer my respectful obeisances to my very dear God brother, Havi Prabhu, who's a stalwart in the Sankirtan movement and who in the most attractive ways spreads Krishna consciousness all over the world. Thank you very much for being here and giving us your association, Hare Krishna. I thank all of you for coming today. Without us all here together, there would be no Ananda. And um, you've brought the Ananda. And what's more, when I look at this beautiful fire pit, uh, I see... Uh, <coughs> the epitome of the process of Krishna consciousness, which is that everyone contributes their might to the process, and everyone counts. Everything counts. Everything we do for Krishna is significant. He notices it. And what's more, it's important for us to all work together because we can't go it alone. Uh, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Daivihiesha Kuna Mai Mama Maya Duratya. It's very, very difficult to overcome the material energy's power. And Krishna says it's my divine energy. 
And just this morning, I heard Prabhupada speaking about how human beings need association. He said they cannot live alone. He said sometimes people are put into a, a solitary place and they want to come out. They want to be with other people. So this gathering today is representative of the entire process of Krishna consciousness that we, through our respect for all of the Vaishnavas, and by being submissive to them, we can take their help so that we can bolster the strength to continue our vows and take shelter of the Guru Parampara. It's by the mercy of the Vaishnavas. In fact, there is a devotee named Kala Krishnadas who served Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he went and toured South India and Vrindavan, actually when he went to Vrindavan. And then um, <clears throat> during that trip, Kala Krishnadas was waylaid. Somehow or other, he, during, do, during his service, he got attracted to some uh, gypsy tribe. They attracted him with some uh, seductive women. He left the service of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and got carried away to this camp of nomads who tried to allure people in. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went there personally to get him back, dragged him by the hair out of there. And when he got back to Jagannath Puri, he met with several of the devotees who were ecstatic to see Mahaprabhu back. And then he invited Kala Krishnadas to come in and he said, I have no more service for you. Just see your character, how you left for a group of gypsies while serving. And Kala Krishnadas was disconsolate. He cried and left the room. But then Nityananda Prabhu and several other devotees got together separately and they decided that they would figure out a way to engage Kala Krishnadas in serving. And they went to Mahaprabhu and said, uh, we have some service for someone to go to Navadweep and tell everyone that you've re we've returned, because there was no internet at the time. And Mahaprabhu said, yes, however you would like to arrange it, knowing full well that they were sending Kala Krishnadas. So they conspired to keep him in service, and they sent him, he became a hero to go, to be the one who go and announce to Shachimata and all the devotees, Advaitacharya, everyone there in Navadweep that Mahaprabhu was back. And he brought prasadam from Jagannath Puri, he uh, brought blessings from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and everyone uh, welcomed him as a great hero. So it's important in the process of Krishna consciousness to be in harmony with devotees. And it's not easy because everyone's an individual. It's not that when we reach perfection then everyone's the same and there's no problems. Actually, even in the spiritual world, Prabhupada said there are anomalies. And there was a devotee who was one of the leaders in our movement who had written Prabhupada a letter of great concern saying that the executive branch of devotees were arguing amongst themselves. And he said, this is uh, some kind of, he, uh, he assessed it as being some kind of uh, imperfection, or he said it's, it's impersonalism, because they're not dealing with each other properly. Now Prabhupada's response was that actually you're the impersonalist, because he said everyone's an individual, and they have their own a vision and impetus in life. And he said, uh, there'll always be some kind of disagreement or anomaly. And he said, even in the spiritual world, you can't expect utopia. And he pointed out that Krishna sometimes will accidentally milk a bull instead of a, a cow because of being bewildered by the beauty of Srimati Radharani. And he said, sometimes the gopis they don't dress themselves properly because in their great eagerness to come and meet Krishna, they haphazardly throw everything on and run out the door. And he said, so don't look for utopia. Rather, 
tried to work in a spirit of cooperation it's with, with the other devotees. Try to find workarounds so that you can always uh, be respectful for devotees. It's never worth becoming acrimonious towards devotees uh, in the process of doing service. It's better to do one's due diligence in a gentlemanly or, or gentlewomanly way in order to uh, rectify the situation. So these initiations are significant because we are living entities and we have free will. As Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Yanti Deva Vrta Devan, Pitran Yanti Pitirvata, Bhutani Yanti Bhuteja, Yanti Mam, Yajinopi Mam, which basically means you could you can go wherever you want. A living entity is Sarvagataha, means the living entities go everywhere. And they can just float around from one body to the next in the material world. You have eight million four hundred thousand species to choose from and within each species there are a lot of variety also, so you can really hang out for a long time in the material world and just travel from one place to the next. Even as a human being, you can choose to live anywhere you wish. You can uh, upgrade your situation if you wish. You have the awakening of free will in human life. And so when you come to make vows that I'm going to serve Krishna for the rest of my life, and I'll follow in the footsteps of the parampara by accepting these specific vows and the mood of them, that is chanting Hare Krishna and avoiding the, the non-human activities. And also, has, you'll be taking vows today, Chakadola Prabhu, for uh, reciting the mantras three times a day, being very clean, being exemplary, studious, and spreading Krishna consciousness all over the world, because both of you will do that, and are doing that, and will continue. So in the matter of chanting Hare Krishna, it's important to take shelter of the holy name through the Guru Parampara. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur points this out in his commentary to the story of Ajamil, in which he says that when you can take initiation into the chanting of the holy name, from a Vaishnav guru, and you don't do it, and you remain aloof and just say, I'll do it on my own, he said, then you'll chant, and there'll be some effect, but it won't be complete. He said, because you're still in Nama Parada, because you're committing the third offense, which is to disobey the orders of the spiritual master, which is an interesting thing, because you haven't actually agreed to them, but that's the point. When you do agree, and you align yourself, it means uh, everything. And Krishna says this in the Bhagavad Gita. He says, uh, as is mentioned in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Diksha Kali, Bhakta Kari, Atmasamarpan. She Kali, Bhakta Kari, She Kali, Krishna Tari, Kari Atmasam. So this means that. When you take diksha, or you take formal vows, and both of these are some form of diksha, means divyam jnanam, you're, you're uh, receiving a mantra in both cases. Then uh, you're expressing atma, atma samarpana, which means self-surrender. I'm giving up my idea of how to have fun in life and enjoy, and I'm submitting myself to a much better plan. The way to outsmart a genius is to have a better plan and follow it. So this is Atma Samarpana. I give up my self-interest, or I direct my self-interest, which everyone has, towards serving Krishna through the parampara. Then it says that at that time, Krishna accepts you to be as good as himself. You're in the same category. You've crossed over the material world, so to speak. There's a demarcation between the material and spiritual world called the viraja. And when you take the vow of initiation, you're crossing over with your intention the long-held desire to enjoy in the material world, and you've decidedly said that I'm 
going to transfer everything, all my assets, I'll get my visa, everything for going to the spiritual world. I'm not staying here anymore. The, ch the, the chanting of the holy name is all that's needed for success in life. Srila uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his Sharanagati points out that by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, he uh, experiences ecstasy, yes, but then he says that Krishna takes him by the hand personally and he introduces him to his relationship with him in the spiritual world. The holy name is said to be non-different from Krishna, as I mentioned earlier, and we consider that the holy name and Krishna are the same, but then Rupa Goswami says, actually, although Krishna and his name are the same, the name's better. Vacham vacha kamitu deiti bhavato rupasvaya dvayam. That there's something better about the holy name than even Krishna, even though they're the same. And that is that Krishna's more merciful. Uh, Krishna's name is more merciful because even if we become estranged from Krishna, the holy name will come after us and by the hand or grab us by the dhoti and drag us back into Krishna consciousness. There's a young man who grew up in Krishna consciousness and when he was in adolescence, he had to go to a public high school. So, although he was born with a, a devotee name, a name of Krishna, when he went to the high school, along with a lot of other youth at that time, he gave himself another name so he didn't stand out so much in the high school because adolescents tend to find the differences and then rub them in. And so, a couple things happened. One was that during roll call, his mother had accidentally put in his devotee name on the roll call. So when they called for him in the class, he didn't say anything. And she kept call, calling out the name. And it was a bit of a conundrum. And then later on, and he, he felt like, oh, there's, there's my name. And then once when he went with his friends uh, to stop by his house, where he was living with his parents, to pick up a jacket. He just said, I'll step in for a minute, I'll grab the jacket, I'll come out. And his friends were waiting in the foyer. And as his mother uh, handed him the jacket and asked him when he was coming back, she used his devotee name. So his young friends, who were unacquainted with Krishna consciousness, then asked him, what was that? What name? did she call you? And he said, oh yeah, that's my spiritual name. They said, what do you mean spiritual name? What do you, what's spiritual about it? So then he started explaining the name and they wanted to know a lot. So they kept asking more and more questions. And then the next day it spread all over school that actually this person comes from a spiritual background and he has another name. And people started coming up to him and asking him all kinds of questions about spiritual practice. And uh, although he had admitted that he had felt a little bit wayward from the process of Krishna consciousness, he realized as he came closer and got more spiritual strength that Krishna had grabbed him and pulled him back in. And how did he do it? Through his name. The name came and said, you come back, please. And you also help spread me all over the world. So, if uh, Krishna is so merciful, and he is, as mentioned in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Aho Bhattashwa Pachato Gariyanya Divagre Vartate Namatubhyam Te Pusta Paste Juhuvasasna Arya Brahmanatra Nama Grananti Yete Devahuti says, Aho, this name is the best. Why? Because if somebody says Hare Krishna even a little bit, means they do it just with the tip of their tongue, just Hare Krishna, that's it. Then said that person gets a wave of purification that 
And it also proves, she says, that that person is special. If they can say Hare Krishna, they must have already performed in previous lives Vedic sacrifices, they've gone to all the holy places, all these things have been done. Just the way, if you see somebody sitting as a judge behind the official bench with the gavel, you can assume that he or she went to law school. Right? Say yes. So, in the same way, if somebody's chanting Hare Krishna, the verdict of the Bhagavatam is this is a, a special person. And when one chants the holy name of the Lord continuously, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Krame Krame, step by step, that person will come to the stage of pure devotional service by the association of the name. Actually, there is only one thing that Prabhupada asked us to do, and that is to chant at least 16 rounds a day. The other things he said, don't do and there are four of them. But there's only one thing he actually said do. He didn't say you have to vow to come to kirtan every day. He didn't say you have to vow to take prasadam every day. Although these are strongly recommended and they're part of the devotional practice. But what, what are we vowing? The one thing we're vowing is to chant at least 16 rounds a day. Who does that? Who takes an hour and a half, two hours to sit and just repeat the name of God over and over again. Very few people anywhere. By doing that, one comes to know oneself and then gradually one comes to know one's relationship with Krishna and one will be taken by the hand by Krishna back to the spiritual world. So in chanting the holy name, Jiva Goswami says, in reference to the verse, which is an important verse to enter into evidence today, etan nirvidyamananam ichitam akutobayam, yoginam ritpanirnitam harernam anukirtana. Shukadeva Goswami says that this is the approved method for success, harernam anukirtanam, to do this chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. He says it's already settled by the previous acharyas. You don't have to put a lot of thought into it. He said, take it from me. All the acharyas say this is the system, the, the method through which one can attain perfection. Whether you're a yogi, yogis, raise your hands. No yogis? Trishab? Okay, there's some yogis in here. The, uh, how about kings? No kings? Whatever position of life you're in, it doesn't matter. If you chant Hare Krishna, you'll come to the perfectional stage. It's good for everybody everywhere. And therefore, Prabhupada, following the parampara, has insisted only on this one thing as the vow that you maintain at least 16 rounds a day. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur had insisted on 64 rounds a day. And Prabhupada, when he first came to America, had asked his students to chant 64 rounds, but he saw they couldn't do it because of the, way, uh, of the ways of life and the conditioning of his students, and therefore he said 32 rounds. He saw they couldn't do that, and he said, okay, 16 rounds, but that's it. And he mentions this in the Upadeshamrita, that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur considered that anyone who didn't chant 64 rounds to be fallen. And however, he says, because we're following in the footsteps to the best of our ability, chanting 16 rounds and also dedicating our lives for spreading the Christian consciousness movement, which was the heartfelt desire of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, then he says, I'm sure that he will approve and give, bestow his mercy. So it's very important to be aligned in this way, in the chanting of the, the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Jiva Goswami says, in reference to Etan Nirvidyamananam, everyone okay so far? Keep going? Okay. That is that the chanting Hare Krishna should be done loudly and also without offense. So the first offense in chanting the holy name, which, be, which should be very carefully avoided as a profession. You should become a professional avoider of offenses. 
If somebody asks you what your profession is, you can tell them that I'm professionally engaged in avoiding the 10 offenses against the holy name. If you write it on your immigration form, occupation, you can write that. If you can fit it in that little space. And the first is to avoid blaspheming devotees. Saying harsh words out of envy of devotees is dangerous and is, uh, is a, a detriment to our advancement in Krishna consciousness. So you can sign up. There's a club of uh, willing participants who have decided that they will swear off criticizing devotees. And if you like, you can get a form and you can fill it out and say that no longer will I criticize devotees. Not, not that you ever did. Chakadola doesn't have a critical bone in his body. But th this is to be avoided. Second offense is to see other demigods as separate from Krishna. They're all his parts. And we should realize that they're his servants. Sometimes devotees are a little afraid of the demigods because uh, of some of the things Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. But we should know that they're his servants. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went and visited demigods, but he prayed for uh, advancement in devotional service, as did the gopis. Nor should we consider anyone to be more powerful any, or any other process to be more powerful than the process of serving Krishna and bhakti. The third offense is to disobey the orders of the spiritual master. Fourth offense is to blaspheme Vedic literatures or literatures that are in pursuit of the Vedic version. And fifth offense is to consider the glories of chanting Hare Krishna to be imaginary. This happens if one doesn't concentrate when chanting because we only see the external surface. Like when you look at the ocean from the surface, you don't see any fish, right? You don't see any, thank you, Nirkul. can help me out up here. You don't see any uh, porpoises unless they jump up. Uh, there are millions, trillions of different life forms in the ocean. Maybe that's an overstatement. According to the Shastra, there's millions of forms of life in the ocean, but you don't see them on the surface. So if you remain on the surface of chanting and don't try to concentrate when you do, then you might start thinking, well, there's nothing in here because you're not seeing beneath the surface. Sixth offense is give some interpretation on the holy name. Seventh offense is commit sinful activities on the strength of chanting Hare Krishna. And this goes to the mood of entitlement that because I was initiated five minutes before the other person, I'm more advanced, I'm perhaps even liberated, uh, or one starts to feel that because I'm chanting Hare Krishna, that uh, I, I'm entitled to do whatever I want. No, we should always be a kinchana, which means feeling that I don't have any qualification. I don't know who let me in here. It's all mercy, I'm a mercy case. And go on chanting as a beginner and do your duty expertly, but always be in a humble state of mind considering yourselves to be the servants of the servants of the servants. Eighth offense is to consider the chanting Hare Krishna being one of the auspicious ritualistic activities mentioned in the Vedas as fruit of activity or karma khanda. What does all that mean? Well, sometimes in some traditions, let's say somebody in the family dies and then the family priest will come in and say, right now uh, you don't chant Hare Krishna. You shouldn't chant any mantras because it's a contamination period. You don't listen to that. We don't follow these uh, rules and regulations of karma khanda for adjusting one's position in the material world or getting around um, sinful activity through prayaschitta, our only process is chanting Hare Krishna. And we always take shelter of the holy name and we don't stop for anybody, right? Say yes. Thank you. So then uh, the ninth offense is to preach to people who are unqualified. It's also an offense for a spiritual master to accept those who are not faithful in the chanting of the holy name. That means that they don't uh, understand or believe that Krishna is the root cause of everyone and everything and that the only panacea in life 
is taking shelter of Krishna and chanting his holy names. Shraddha Shabde Vishwas Kahe Suridhanis Joy Krishna Bhakti Sarva Karma Kritahoi means uh, Vishwas faith means that you're Hare Krishna Prabhu. Thank you for coming. Hare Krishna. This means that uh, the somebody get uh, David Kinnanan Prabhu a seat. Hare Krishna. He said no, but somebody give him one anyway. Uh, thank you. He's going to get one. There's a dear friend of mine, David Kinnanan Prabhu, who's been living at Govardhan for decades, doing Govardhan Parikram every day. Hare Krishna. Okay, that's it. Um, don't scare him away. Shraddha Shabde Vishwas Kahe Suridhanishchoy Krishna Bhakti Koyle Sarva Karma Kritahoy means that a person develops the inclination to serve Krishna knowing that this is all, all perfection is available by serving Krishna and all other things are done perfectly by the process of bhakti. Uh, nothing else needed. So some people think Krishna is a thing. As devotees, we say Krishna is the thing. He's just not another thing that we're checking out, but we're giving everything to Krishna. And Vedeshu Yagdeshu Tapasu Chaiva. Every, every other austerity and process is completed by the process of bhakti. So, 10th offense is to not have complete faith in the chanting of the Holy Name to maintain material attachments. Even after understanding so many instructions on the matter, maintenance takes a lot of work. If you maintain a garden, you have to keep going and checking on it, watering it, making sure it's okay. And with an artist, we also have to check on them, make sure that they don't get disturbed. We have to try to keep them. So, Prabhupada's advice for losing one's attachments to the material world, the last vestiges of attachment, is tender, loving neglect. Just as Haridas Thakur, when he was approached by a, a person who was hired to, to defame him, and uh, she said, you know, what do you think? He said, yes, yeah, sure, later. And later never comes for the devotee because he or she is fully absorbed in serving Krishna. There's no time, and it never later never comes. She actually became a devotee sitting in his presence. And so we have to learn to neglect, just tolerate whatever kinds of last vestiges of desire in the material world, or make sure that they're accommodated through Varnashram so that we can go on chanting Hare Krishna without stoppage. Whatever arrangement one has to make materially, as Prabhupada mentions in Gajendra Mokshana, everyone has to have some kind of comfortable, at least uh, normal, rather, position of life so that the senses can be peaceful enough to go on practicing Krishna consciousness. But never should one stop chanting Hare Krishna for any reason and be dissuaded by material desires. And finally, uh, one should never be inattentive while chanting the holy name. By giving attention to the holy name, then Krishna will give attention to you. In fact, that's misstated because Krishna is always giving us attention. Kajendra in his prayer says, the Lord's never inattentive. He's never lazy. He's always attentive to us. It's just a matter of us becoming attentive to him. He doesn't wait for us to offer prayers sincerely to be attentive. So we should do our part. So today, uh, you'll, Niket, you'll be taking vows to ch chant the holy name of the Lord. Uh, and uh, also Chakadola Prabhu today is taking second initiation. So I mentioned earlier that chanting Hare Krishna is sufficient. This is the verdict of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. All perfection can be had by chanting 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. In fact, in any ceremony that we perform, we begin with chanting Hare Krishna and we end with chanting Hare Krishna. Otherwise, it's not complete because we're only depending on the holy name. So why do we have a second initiation? Why do you need more mantras? Well, there's a, there's a, a process of initiation called Panchasamskar. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, in an essay called Panchasamskar, describes how there are various steps. One is tapa. Tapa means that I'm turning away from my worldly ways and I'm embracing Krishna consciousness, which means there's a little heat because now I'm giving up some things that my senses still want. The second is Urdhva which means I start to identify myself as a Vaishnav, wearing the tilak and showing that this is, I'm a Hare Krishna, what can I say? And the third is to take Nam. And, uh, and Nam initiation means that you humble yourself to take uh, the Hare Krishna Ma Mantra through the Guru Parampara. And you also accept a name, Das or Dasi. So this is the most cherished name, Das or Dasi, that anyone can get. First time I saw a Back to Guided magazine in 1973, it came to my house via my high school friend, Richie Corsa, who bought it downtown, Telegraph Avenue in Berkeley. Hare Krishna took his last 25 cents. He wasn't interested, but he thought I would be. And I started reading that magazine, and I noticed something interesting, and that is that all the devotees that I saw in the pictures there, they had last names of either Das or Dasi. And then when I read what it meant, I said, I have to have one of those. <laughs> and factually, anyone who knows what's what is enamored by the idea of serving Krishna. In fact, Krishna's first expansion, Balaram, has the mood of service. And he, that expands to everyone through all of the expansions of Krishna down at Dvaita Acharya. He's only endeavoring to be the servant of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. All the devotees are servants. It's a misunderstanding in the material world that one can be happy by being a controller and being the enjoyer. There is no enjoyment separate of being a servant. Jeev Krishna Das E Bishwas Koleto Ardukonai. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, in fact, says, if you admit that you're a servant of Krishna, do you all admit that? Okay, go ahead and say it. Do you feel better now? That's a, a, a switch that you flip to actually come back to your constitutional position. He says, no more duke for those who say I'm a servant of Krishna and, it, and live a life of service to Krishna. So the process of uh, Krishna consciousness means to, to, to enter into this, this mood. And uh, the Diksha initiation, um, continues uh, uh, by taking mantra, or uh, rather the process of initiation. After taking the name, Das or Das, Dasi, then uh, one takes mantra. So why mantras? That was the question. Why do you need something else besides the Hare Krishna name to chant? So Jiva Goswami, one of our chief acharyas, says that although it's true, that anyone can attain perfection just by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Because of the contamination in the age of Kali Yuga, it's very difficult for people to remain steady in chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, because there are millions of distractions from within and from without. Therefore, one must embrace the Pancharatric system, which is passed down to us so that our senses can remain pure enough so that we can go on chanting Hare Krishna. Once somebody said to me when he saw how there were various kinds of processes and other things besides chanting Hare Krishna and the Hare Krishna movement, he said, whatever happened to just chant Hare Krishna? I said, yeah, let, go ahead, let's see you. Just chant Hare Krishna. 
good luck. We need a fortification. So that comes through this panchratric system through which we receive not only mantras, but a way of life through which we remain regulated and purified. The, the mantras themselves uh, draw us closer to Krishna. They're deities. Uh, each one is directly Krishna. And when we chant the mantras, as you'll be doing three times a day, uh, it uh, reminds you of the personal nature of your relationship with Krishna and thus purifies your senses, what to speak of doing deity worship, through which you're actually staying in a clean state so you can go in and touch the deity, serve the deity, and so forth. Then the chanting of Hare Krishna becomes steady. And the Gayatri mantras and the process of Pancharatric will help you throughout your life to, to remain in a pure state so that you can effectively chant Hare Krishna without any offense. And then you'll come to the perfection of life. So these two things go on tracks, just like a train runs on two tracks. So we also have the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra on one track, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, and on the other, we have the Pancharatric Vidhi. And then the train goes right back to Goloka Vrindavan. And then finally, uh, uh, does Bhaktivinoda Thakur attest Yajna, which means deity worship, Pancharatric system. So these five are indicated. Taking initiation. How is it that uh, somebody from a non-Brahmin family can take initiation? I already quoted from Srimad Bhagavatam, but I'll quote again. Uh, in the same neighborhood, yanama deha shravananu kirtanad, yet pravanad, yet smaranad, apikuchit, shvadyo pisadya savanaya kalpate, kutakpunash shashvad apadramishvare. I blew the last part, sorry, but that doesn't matter. The, the, the verse says from Devahuti that those who are engaged in hearing and chanting Krishna's names, sadyo, shvadyo pisadya means that even if they're from a category of human beings who go home to their families on holidays and their family uh, feast is eating dogs. That's possible. Right? They're dog cookers. So even somebody from that category becomes purified so purified that even the prarabdha karma that one has assumed, being born in such a, a, a disadvantageous state into such a body in a family, becomes eligible to perform Vedic sacrifices by the process of chanting Hare Krishna. And I quoted earlier, it says the same thing. The acharyas are strong on these verses. They say that it's, it's not that you begin the process of purification, it's that the, pro the process happens sadhya immediately by the process of chanting Hare Krishna and it proves that you're eligible for doing Vedic sacrifice because of the purificatory power of the chan of chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. So uh, by chanting Hare Krishna for some time and then you take the uh, Gayatri mantras, which was Prabhupada's system and the system of Pancha Samskar. Then, uh, by that process, you're further transformed. Yata Kanchanam Yati Kamsam Rasavidanata Tata Dikshavidani Na Dvijatam Jaitendranam. Jiva Goswami quotes, or perhaps it's uh, yeah, from the Bhakti Sandarbha, says that. This initiation of taking uh, diksha, which means divyam jnanam yato dadyat kuryat papa sasankshayam tasmat dikshati saprokta deshikais tattva kovidai. All the kovidas, or the, those who know what's what, they're highly learned in the Shastra, say that the process divyam jnanam, the process of taking initiation through uh, accepting these mantras through a bona fide spiritual master is known as diksha. And di means to receive something, sha means to destroy something else, diksha. 
So you're receiving the all-powerful name of Krishna in a very special way, in a way in which you're offering yourself in service in these mantras, and you're also crushing any previous obligations to the material world so that you can travel freely through the green lane instead of the, having to go through the red lane when you come in to the uh, realm of the spiritual world. No more encumbrances. They're all removed by the process of diksha. And one's heart can come home to the process of taking shelter of Krishna through the process of diksha. And uh, back to the other verse. I'm almost finished. And we can start the ceremony in a moment. But the, the metaphor given by um, Sanatana Goswami, yata kanchatam yati kamsam rasa vidanata. Vidanata means just as uh, there's a process, actually, if you, and uh, Prabhupada didn't reveal it because Tamal Krishna Maharaj asked him how you turn regular bell metal into gold. Prabhupada said, there is a process. And you'll hear on a morning walk that Prabhupada said, uh, can you tell us how to do it? Because I think he wanted to <laughs> generate some extra Lakshmi to uh, help spread the Sankirtan movement. And Prabhupada didn't reveal it, but he said there is a process because yogis, through some alchemy and a mystic potency, were able to uh, take mercury, swallow it, and then they were able to transform. I won't go into the details because then you'll go out and try to do it. So the point is there was some mystical process for transforming gold, bell metal, ordinary metal into gold. So he says, he gives this example that through the process of diksha that you're undergoing today, it turns a person who has a uh, prarabdha body, it's all karma, it transforms one into somebody who has a, a sadaka deha, or a body that's uh, only meant for serving Krishna. And this is the precursor to uh, receiving one's um, completely pure body, which is the, the body that you'll serve Krishna in eternally. And this all happens by the process of diksha, and of course, chanting the holy name of the Lord. So, uh, now we're going to ask um, each of you to come up separately to uh, Chakadola first to receive your uh, Brahmin's thread, and then um, we'll ask um, Niket Prabhu to come up and uh, make his vows for the first initiation, and then he'll receive his uh, spiritual name. So let's um, encourage Chakadola to come up. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Pardon me? Later. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Chakadola Prabhu, actually I think uh, we met here at Govardhan Hill, was that the first time we met in person at uh, Kartik? That was a long time ago because we were uh, way late in coming back here. So it must have been 2019. And 
since that time, uh, when you um, dedicated yourself to the process of Krishna consciousness and became Chakadola Das, you um, have been very steady in the practice of Krishna consciousness and excelled in uh, Shastra, in learning, and also in the mood of service. And we all saw it because although Chakadola qualifies for any type of service, just to uh, serve all the Vaishnavas over the last few nights during our evening class, he went out selflessly, sat outside with a stick, and protected all the Vaishnavas' shoes from the monkeys. And he even had to fight a battle with them. They stole his glasses, and then Kanai Thakur got him back, and then the war was on. And so he'll be known uh, henceforth as uh, the great monkey fighter, <laughs> among other accolades. But that, that's, we'll remember, that's, that's your spirit of service. So we're extremely pleased today that uh, you're being promoted in the corporation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's a great enterprise, and it's meant to take Krishna consciousness all over the world. We need young leaders to step up, and just as uh, people become CEOs, to show their prowess and gather assets and then present some product to the whole world, which comes to naught, N-A-U-G-H-T, then uh, we need young spiritual entrepreneurs to step forward and take responsibility for making sure that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement goes to every town and village, it means it's, every book should be translated in every language, and people all over the world should know about Sri Govardhan and be able to come here and dance in ecstasy on the Parikram Marg. So today this, uh, this initiation means there's a lot of responsibility to uh, become a leader in the Krishna consciousness movement. Okay. So I hereby award you on this day of your initiation your Brahminical thread goes over your left shoulder. That's your left. Like that, like that. You can put it on under your chatter later. Chakadola Prabhu Ki Jai. Hare Krishna. And later, as I may have mentioned before in the process, you can sit back down and thank you for your dedication. I will uh, personally speak the Gayatri mantras just as I received them from Prabhupada into his right ear as is the process. And then he will continue to chant those three times a day, uh, stopping in the morning at the sunrise, in the afternoon, at high noon, and in the evening when the sun is going down. Hare Krishna. And now um, we call his Grace Niket Prabhu to come up and receive his uh, first initiation or Harinam initiation. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Everybody, Hare Krishna. Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Bhaktin Ket We've known one another for, um, I can't remember how long, but it seems like many years. 2010. Wow. And uh, gradually, gradually, because uh, you uh, are a back pusher in the way of, uh, be, in, because you're very humble. Uh, however, you're assertive in your service, and you've distinguished yourself in the ways in which you've uh, spread the Krishna Consciousness Movement through the Gita Project 
and in many, many other ways. I've watched your expertise in serving and cooking and have become uh, very impressed, especially the last time we were in London and uh, you went out of your way to be um, helpful, made our stay uh, easy and um, cooked the most uh, amazing kinds of prasadam for us while we were there. And we've observed you very carefully and are, are delighted that now, today, you're taking initiation here at Govardhan um, in front of one of your Shiksha Gurus, Devaki Nandan Prabhu. And Devaki Pran, I'm sorry, I keep calling you Devaki Nanda. <laughs> Hare Krishna. So, uh, he's been serving here for the last 20 years in Govardhan with Devaki Pran Prabhu, where uh, they're helping to serve all the devotees and to Shigiraj uh, by uh, planting trees, making sure the Parikram Marg is uh, clear and um, easy to walk on and so forth. Many, many, many other ways. So thank you very much for your dedicated service. Hare Krishna. And a message from Jaini Tai has just come in. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. So very happy to see this moment, sending all best wishes to Bhaktanaket from their lordships in London. And then he wrote again, he said, so excited and pleased. Hare Bo! Come on, give a little more love. So, Bhakti Niket, uh, please tell us the vows you've come here to make today in front of your spiritual master, in front of your grand spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, in front of Devi Khan Prabhu, and all the uh, assembled Vaishnavs, and all those who are watching online from all over the world. Diego Maharaj. Co really close, so Giri Raj can hear across the street. Diego Maharaj, take a vow to... Is it on? Okay. I take a vow of um, I take a vow of no meat eating, including fish or eggs, no intoxication, no gambling, no illicit sex, and I take a vow to chant a minimum of sixteen rounds every day for the rest of my life. Haribo That sound vibration pierces the universe universal coverings and goes all the way to Goloka Vrindavan. Prabhupada once said that when you leave this world, Krishna will assess. He'll say, you followed the four regular principles throughout your life for me. You every day chanted 16 rounds for me. Back home, back to Godhead. So these, this vow is extremely significant. Which app is it in? Oh, notes. Here. Got it. <coughs> Following the eternal principle of parampara, taking Srila Prabhupada's and Lord Chaitanya's order to expand the Sankirtan movement as my life and soul, and depending on their mercy, the mercy of the previous acharyas and all the Vaishnav devotees of the Lord who are like desire trees. I'm exceedingly pleased to accept you as my disciple and therefore a grand disciple of his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, and a member of the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. 
May all the previous acharyas and the ocean of mercy, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, shower you with their grace. I hereby joyfully award you the name Nikunja Ras Vilasi Das. Hare Krishna. Nikunja Ras Vilasi Das Ki Jai. Gorpre Manande Hari Hari Bo.